0: John McLean, senior columnist at SportsRadio610.com, joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can also find him on Twitter covering the Texans and also a lot of topics in the NFL on Twitter, at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John, thank you so much for the time. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. It's my pleasure. How are
0: you guys? It's our pleasure. We're doing well, John. We really appreciate it. And here we are just trying to find a head coach here in Carolina. A lot of teams are. And Bobby Slowick was an interesting name. We know that he has a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons. He also has a second interview with the Commanders. John, do you think this is the year? Do you think this off-season Slowick will eventually get one of these head coaching jobs in the NFL?
1: Um, I'm writing a column today for our website, SportsRadio610.com, that I think Bobby needs a second year as a coordinator. He did a great job in his first year as a coordinator. His first year calling plays. You know, he started his career in Washington under Mike Shanahan. That's how he met Kyle Shanahan. And he was on the defensive side of the ball, like his dad, Bob Sloyd, who's been defensive coordinator with four teams. And then when Kyle started, uh, once they had been fired in Washington, Bobby Sloyd did something very interesting. And he said it was great looking back. He went to work for Pro Football Focus. And he watched tape all day, every day for three years. And he said it helped him tremendously. Then when Kyle Shanahan took over in 17, two of the guys he brought in, Bobby Slowick and D'Amico Ryans, whose career just ended. And uh, they they grew up together. And so Bobby was never able to call plays there because Shanahan does it. And last year when D'Amico Ryans came here, he offered him a job as a play caller. He knew if he stayed there, even though he was an instrumental part of that offense, Kyle Shanahan, who I've known since he was a kid, Mm -hmm. told me after Slowik and Ryans were hired here, he said, last year I had the best season I've ever had offensively. And I said, boy, even better in Atlanta when you were the coordinator? Yes. And it's no coincidence that Bobby had more authority than he's ever had. And uh, Kyle just – praises the heck out of him. I talked to Kyle again last week, and he said the same thing. There's no doubt in my mind Bobby's going to be a really good head coach if he gets the right situation. And so he had this year, his running game was terrible. And if you're a owner or GM, you're going to say, okay, you did a really good job with C.J. Stroud. Your passing game was better than what anybody thought. But what about that running game? What happened? Because he plays the zone scheme, and they did not adjust. Damian Pierce, who was tremendous as a rookie, he didn't do squat because he couldn't figure it out and ended up as a kickoff returner. Devin Singletary came from Buffalo, figured it out better, and got all the carries and catches. And uh, So he will u- utilize that scheme wherever he goes. I think next year he'll be head coach if he chooses to wait. But you never know. He may get an offer, and he likes it. And uh, he said his defensive background, Shanahan took him over to offense after two years. He And Bobby said, looking back, that was the smartest thing that he ever did was after growing up on defense with his dad and everything, make the move to offense. So he's well-rounded. If the Panthers were to hire him, you don't see a coach who's worked extensively on both sides of the ball.
0: Well, and John, the more I hear about this guy, the more fascinating his story is. And I want to go back to you talking about his days at pro football focus and then calling plays. Despite a defensive background, he switches and then starts calling plays offensively. It feels like the criticism or the one hold up for people that are a little hesitant to hire him is that he is so young and that there's not a lot of experience, I guess, in that position of authority Is that a fair criticism of him right now? Like what's his relationship like with the players where you have to consider that as a coach rather than just watching the film and also being the play caller?
1: Well, the thing is, Bobby's 36 and he looks 26 (laughs) and he probably still gets carted when he wants to buy a beer and he's got a great personality. He's very, very smart. You know, when we met with him every week, you know, you could ask him any question it doesn't matter how negative. Why in the world did you make that call or this call? And he answered it, and he, he he took blame, and uh, and I like that. Everybody in the media here like that. The fact that he was accountable, and the players love it, and uh, C J. Stroud loves it, and uh, and he uh, he's very humble, and the fact that he's coached defense and he grew up with a dad who was a long time. NFL defensive coordinator. That put him ahead of a lot of people who might be in his position. His knowledge of football and defense started at an early age. His brother Ryan is linebacker's coach of Miami, and I'm always interested to see if Bobby, and when he gets a head coaching job, if he'll bring Ryan with him, maybe want to bring his dad back as coordinator. But he is, he is capable of, The only doubt that I have, and this is why I'm putting it in my column, he's only called plays one year. And like some guys, like Andy Reid was not a play caller. He wasn't a coordinator. Neither was Dan Campbell. Mike Tomlin was a coordinator for one year. Zach Taylor was a quarterback coach. So you can do it, but uh, some guys, like Brandon Staley, one year as a coordinator, was not ready. Uh, Mike Tomlin was. And uh, that's up to the team that's doing the hiring and the interviewing. But I think Bobby needs a second year as a play caller. Uh, It was D'Amico Ryans, Ben Johnson of the Lions, and uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell of the Vikings. They started doing interviews two years ago. All three said, I need another year of experience as a coordinator. All went back. And of course, D'Amico, Kevin O'Connell got jobs. Ben Johnson's going to get a job if he wants it. He's a top offensive coordinator out there. And uh, these guys are all going to get jobs at some point. If the Panthers can get Bobby Sloan, can let the offense grow them, he would have a profound effect on Bryce Young. But as you guys know, you got to put people around him. It's got to start with the offensive line and playmakers. So it's going to be an exhaustive process, and it probably going to be a slow process considering they don't have those draft
2: choices, so people would have to be patient. John McClain joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, senior columnist at sportsradio610.com. You can follow him on X at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And so do you have insight into what, their initial approach was or what Coach Slowick's approach was with CJ and when they learned about his full capabilities for him to have the type of rookie season that he had.
1: They were not one of the teams that subscribed to the S2 cognition people. So when it got out that he scored low on his S2 cognition test, they didn't pay any attention to it. And um, the Texans will never admit this, but we all thought, If they had the number one pick, they would have taken Young. And when they beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis in the last game last season and went for a two-point conversion and won, everybody here was so angry. Fans, media, everybody, you cost us Bryce Young. (laughs) And it worked out okay. If Bryce had been here working with Bobby Sloick, and uh, I don't know that he would have had the kind of year – that C.J. had, and I don't know that Stroud would have the kind of year if he had swapped places with him because he had weapons, but he developed those weapons. Nico Collins became a big-time receiver. We hadn't seen that in his first two years, and so they did a good job signing free agents, uh, one- and two-year deals to put around him. Now, one of the reasons maybe Bobby didn't have a running game he had to use three left tackles, four left guards, four centers, one right guard, and three right tackles because of injuries. So it was hard when you're changing your entire scheme, and you had an offensive line coach who has been at Indy and had never coached that scheme. So maybe that was it without the lack of continuity. But he was to Blake Oliver Stroud. He worked with Stroud every day, and according to Stroud, he said when we asked him about these coaching uh interviews he said uh I'm I'm happy for him if he gets what he wants he's very deserving but if he stayed that'd be cool too
2: So what do you think as far as the the narrative that people put out there that that CJ had so much of a better situation than Bryce Young. Was it because we know that Houston had 15 different offensive linemen, 10 of which played a lot of snaps. And then you talked about the development of Nico Collins, and Tank Dale comes in as a third-round pick. So is it a lot of slowick in his scheme and how he was able to make the most of what he had, or was Bryce just truly in a better situation, in your opinion?
1: Well, CJ had two people coach him. He didn't have all those voices in his ear. One of them was Draw Johnson, a quarterback coach, and he has Cleveland and New Orleans interested in him as an offensive coordinator. And then the fact that Bobby had great background, came from Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan, and they came in with a plan. And Domenico Ryans was a incredible head coach in his first season. So they they didn't have the continuity up front, uh, but they did at receiver Till they lost Tank Dell, But and a lot of the development with Collins and Dell was because of Stroud. I remember one of the reports on Stroud coming out of Ohio State. Well, he had great receivers at Ohio State, and he's not going to have those great receivers in the NFL. And now it's clear that he helped make those great receivers. And uh, I don't think anybody should give up on Bryce Young. This is my 48th year of covering the NFL, and I've learned one thing. You can never give up on a player after his first season. If a lot of these highly rated quarterbacks that that fail and end up better with another team fail because of the owner, the general manager, the changes, the lack of stability, the inability to put talent around them, and when they are their next coach, they got to have some stability. You know, Dave Debar needs to back out of it. Let Dan Morgan run it with the new coach. Let them oversee Bryce Young and his development with just two voices. Morgan, being a defensive player, I'm guessing he's going to be like D'Amico Ryans. He's going to want to let the head coach and the coordinators uh, deal with him. And if they are defensive head coach, then it'll just be the coordinator and the quarterback coach. So um, I think if they got Slowing, he would do a really good job with
2: Bryce Young. John, as long as you've been around the game to to follow that up, do you attribute Bobby Slowick and his success with that offense being just as important as the job that D'Amico Ryans did overall?
1: No, because so much of was defense, special teams, D'Amico came in and just, you know, we talk about changing the culture, their culture, culture's the attitude, they had a losing attitude. They won four, four, and three games. People act like they've been bad for a long time. They they won a playoff game in January of 2020 over Buffalo before losing at Kansas City. So they had three terrible years. They had a lack of continuity. The and controversy, it only lasted two years here, but it seemed like it was 20. So uh, when D'Amico came in as a former player in this organization, he inspired people. He had Nick Casario, proven general manager, they work great together. Ryan's told him, Here's what I want on coaches, and this is what I want on players. And Ryan's in charge of the coaches. He's in charge of the game day roster. Casario has final say on all personnel, but they did a great job of finding players in the draft and free agency. And they want, they, Stroud was seven and three against teams that finished with a winning record with 21 touchdown passes and two interceptions. And they won eight games settled in the last minute and a half. So that a lot is attitude, confidence, all those cliches, but you got to have it. And the Panthers are starting at the ground floor, and if the Texans can do it and turn around their team in a year, Panthers get the right people, they can do it too.
0: Yeah. John, last question for me. I mean, you're kind of touching on it there, but the Texans were at least viewed as one of the worst run organizations the last couple of years in the NFL. Now, maybe that's not true, but man, what a difference a year makes anyways, via that perception. We need help here in Carolina, John. Uh, Was there a fundamental difference in how Houston decided to run things or was it as simple as they hired the right coach and they drafted the right player?
1: That was the perception around the league for people that never watched a game. Gotcha. And no, there wasn't been any reason to watch the Texans because they were so bad. They were poorly coached, and they should have made changes, and they hired the wrong guys to begin with. And that's because they had a lot of controversy behind the scenes. Then they cleaned it all up, and now with Casario, he was told to start over. Start over from the – go down to the foundation, and he did and uh, now he's got 36 free agents because he signed so many guys to one- and two-year contracts. But they started over, and Casario, who had come from New England, he uh, took him a while to adjust. You know, Bill Belichick had the final say on everything, and Casario had the final say. So he made mistakes, just like D'Amico made a few. Bobby Sloick made a few. Those guys all have to grow into the role. I'm sure Dan Morgan will. Now if they get the right coach, they give him the time, and they work hard to sign uh, some free agents uh, on make-it contracts one in two years where you think you're going to get the best from them until you recover your draft choices. You know, they got a chance to do the same thing. But it all starts with everybody has to be on the same page. And here, the owners stay out of it. They give them all the money they want and they leave it up to their guys to make the decisions. If they don't, they'll fire them. But uh, that's the way the NFL should be run, as you guys well know.
0: They don't come more prepared and informative than that. John McClain on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can find his work. He's the senior columnist at sportsradio610.com. Also, make sure you follow him on Twitter. It's McLean on NFL, underscore in between McLean on and on NFL. John, we really appreciate the time, and I think you sold all of us on Bobby Slowick as a candidate. We appreciate it.
1: Guys, if they hired Bobby, they'll be bumped here, but everybody will wish him the best because he's done a terrific job. Thank you very much for having me.